If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm Jules. Hello, I'm Sarah. This is Jules and Sarah, the podcast with me with a very sick voice. I can't... So, Jules sent me a little voice note on the WhatsApp before we came on and was like, I'm so husky. And I just couldn't hear it. I was like, there's nothing wrong with him. He'll be fine after a cup of tea. And I just can't believe... I mean, it's very sexy. Well, this is my thing, like... 
I don't know whether I would be good in a call centre at this time, of, like at this bit of my illness. I don't think you'd be able to get rid of them off the call. I don't think I'd be able to work in a call centre, actually. <laughs> I think you'd be phoning in sick, darling, yeah, let's think, face it. I think I'd enjoy, yeah, I'd be like, I can't come in, my, yeah. no, my, my tool, <laughs> my tool is damaged, so I can't come in. The sexiest bit was just before we pressed record, Jules went, I think I've got strepsil breath. <laughs> I do, I'm, I'm on the strepsil cherries, which I, apparently, if you're listening out outside of the UK, in Europe, on the continent, mm. they call a lozenger a pastille. Oh, fancy! Isn't it? Pastille. pastille. I was like, a pastille, for me, is a way of saying like a pale pink paint. Well, for me, it's a fruit pastel. That's what we're talking about here. Fruit pastels don't do it for me at all. Really? Anyway, let's push forward because we've got much to discuss, <laughs> haven't so we? Much. We have got so much to talk about on the podcast today. <laughs> um, coming up, uh, News from the North, OVS. What's your News from the North about? My News from the North is about a book. Oh, really? A book and its writer. That's coming up oh, a little bit later on. Mine's literary. His, mine's history related. Nice. Yeah. Always a pleasure laughing and learning. <laughs> yeah, I'll as say, always on I'll the podcast. Say. Um so Portslough Crew, um, if you are anywhere near my Instagram, you will know that I went on holiday last week. I went away. I can I just say I went full feral on this holiday. I've seen. Talking about. I've seen it all. I kept DMing Sarah and be like, get a pedicure. Oh my God, what are you doing? A bird in the room is bad luck. Like yeah. all of this. I was like, what's going on? So it was, it was first when we first started talking about beach holidays that we established that Jules is chic and I am feral. Because I, when I'm on holiday on a beach, I wake up, I brush my teeth, I do nothing with my face or my hair. I roll to breakfast, roll to the beach, roll home, put a dress on and go out for dinner. And that is it. I mean, I go for, I mean, I kind of, you know when you can smell yourself a oh, little Sarah, bit? Oh, Sarah, you're just absolutely <laughs> disgusting. I didn't paint my toenails for the first three days. I can't believe you didn't paint your toenails before you went on I'm holiday. I'm surprised. Or get a money at the airport. In the well, lounge. do you know what? I had a bit of a. Uh, do you know what I did have to do in the airport? I realised that when June and I and Lorna had been on our little spa break at the end of last year, I'd left my cosy at June's. June was already on her way to London. Who has one cosy? Well, I do have others, but I'm not that keen on them. But I, why I did don't you have just spares. throw them out and start again? I mean, this is another. This is a whole different podcast. This is a like... nibble in itself, really. <laughs> but what I had to do was at six in the morning at the airport, I had to go and find a cosy. So I bought a lovely little number from Next. Uh, the only thing I've never been in Next in my life ever. But I thought it'll always it'll all be very flattering. Everything else had a very low back. I was like, nobody needs I that. enjoyed I enjoyed your um your Instagram stories of when you were showing the inst like the costumes that girls would probably wear in Marbella. Yeah. Yeah. A lot like, of cheese wires. Lots of cut out <laughs> things that are just not practical for tab yeah, lines. But just cutouts where you would never want them. Cutouts. Inconvenient oh, cutouts. To be honest, I've got no time for clothes with cutouts. In my mind, clothes have already got enough cutouts. They've got a neck They've got sleeves, that'll do, right? Yes, That's enough, of course, actually. armholes. I didn't unpack the case until yesterday. I've been back three days. The case lay cope. open. I will say, though, a lot of the washing got done on holiday, so it wasn't all full of dirty washing. Oh, you're such yes. a slide dog. I am, you're aren't I? Aren't I? Under the radar there. That's just between us, Portslough crew. <laughs> um, but 
If you were listening to the rather brilliant Lululemon podcast last week, um, you'll know that we set our goals for the year. And one of my goals was to get married. And whilst I was on holiday, Portslough crew, John asked me to marry him. <laughs> I was proposed to. And it was, at, oh my God, it was. Okay, so I have only just been told this. Yes. At, I've just got back from the north. I've only been told at the station. Yeah. So we need to go through and for you, Portslough crew, I, Husky Jules von Hepp, will be asking these questions that we need to know. Yes, good. How did he do it? I had no idea he was going to do it, even though I've banged on about getting engaged and getting married for so long. So the place where we were staying, you get around on golf buggies or bikes. I didn't ride a bike once, let's just say. I enjoy I saw the story of you with the golf buggy. <laughs> I love the Your golf hair buggies. going in the wind. I love it. So John said in the morning, um, let's go for a drive this afternoon. And I thought, mm, good, not a bike ride. Yes. And then let's we'd had lunch. Drive. We'd had a couple of glasses of wine. I really can't emphasise enough. I mean, I had my next cosy on, my cover up and my flip flops. And he was like, come for a drive with me. And I was like, yeah, all right then. So I trotted outside, got on the golf buggy. He was so cool, right? He was really? so cool. We got to the top of the drive and I was like, oh, I think I'm just going to go and get my book, actually. He was like, yeah. He was like, get my book, in fact. Yeah, get my book. I came back in. I looked at myself in the mirror. I looked horrendous. I thought, I hope, we don't, I hope he doesn't take me to the bar because I can't have anyone seeing me like this. So we're driving around, he gets lost, he goes back on himself, all this sort of thing, you know, so casual. And then he's like, oh, let's go to Pasture Bay, which is like this little bit of beach. So I was like, okay. So we pull in, it was quite funny actually, because on the golf buggy, we, we had to go off road onto the sand. Gosh. And it was like, you know, the Disney ride, it's a small world after all. It was like that. If you've been to Disneyland, and you've been on that ride, you'll know what I mean. I've never been to Disneyland. It's a niche reference. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the way we were driving it. Anyway, so we get, off the, we get off, and we're walking along the beach, and I stopped first, obviously, because I'm very lazy, and um, we had a bit of a snog, and then he just, out of absolutely nowhere, he just got down on one knee, and I had the ring, and I lost it. I lost it at this point. I was screaming, I was shrieking. He Were you asked wailing? Me. I was wailing. Were you crying? Not yet. That came later. <laughs> and then, so I was squealing, but I forgot I had to say yes. I forgot completely that you have to say yes. So he got up and hugged me, and he was like, what's your answer? And I was like, yes, yes, like this, like screaming. Then I couldn't, like, I was trembling. I was all over the place. I was like, I need to sit down. There was a sun lounger. We went and sat on the sun lounger. Like this. Then I was crying. I was squealing. I was hysterical. <laughs> it I must be like, kind of weird for a man because... Well, anyone who's going to propose because you know it's going to happen. But for the other person, like from John's point of view, you must have had to just sit there and watch you go through the motions. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Coming to terms like, with what Like watch this whole emotional performance yeah. of Sarah Powell. Just this whole thing happening. So they need hidden champagne in the golf That's buggy. That's lovely. Um, so we went and got that. But I was like, don't leave me. So we had to go to the golf buggy together and then we came back. Don't leave and me. Oh my like, God. Yeah, squealing. Because I was just so all over the place. 
And we were, there was not a soul on this beach. There was not a single other person on this whole beach, which was gorgeous. And so anyway, so we were just having the champagne and we just keep talking and I keep crying and then shrieking. And then we turned around and out of nowhere, there was these four American tourists, like, I would say they were in their 60s, you know, they got the trainers on, walking along the beach, and they saw us and just went, you guys know how to do it, like this, and then wandered off. And then, That's so random. It was so random. But amazing. And then we got in the, so we were there for about an hour, which was gorgeous. There's something really lovely when only the two of you know, like you're the only two people in the world that know, and then you One of my friends people. got proposed to when they were on holiday in Australia, and she didn't tell anyone, including her parents, until she got back. Oh my gosh. Because she was like, I don't want this whole holiday to just be about that. I want to just have this yeah. time with you. And that's what I've heard this like that moment yeah it is it's really weird I can't it's really really weird when because it's so huge but only two of you know and so then anyway we got back in the golf buggy and we went back to the house and I ran into the house but there was nobody there because everyone was getting ready for dinner everyone was in their bedroom so I was Did like everyone know <laughs> that it was gonna happen so he'd spoken to my dad and then he'd um spoken to Port Salut crew member Alex Hello, Alex. Oh, hello, Alex. Um, about it, just for a bit of a... Who is linked to your family, oh, let's just yes, say. So he's he didn't my just sister's boy. <laughs> yeah, he's my sister's boyfriend who was on holiday with us. So they were all there. So I run into June's room. Now, June's having a lie down on a chaise long. She's All I can see is her feet, right? That's all I could see, sticking up. So I run in and I'm like, Mum! And she goes, Mum! And I said, Mum! And she went, what? And I said, John's just asked me to marry him. I have never seen June move so quickly. She was practically swinging from the ceiling fan. She was up in her per una dressing gown, which she'd brought with her, right? She was, and then she's screaming, I'm screaming. People are coming in, realizing what's happened. And then my brothers were lovely, like my brother's face. And then my other brother was in his room. So Johnny ran in and just went, big news, big news. <laughs> Mum's room now. Like this. And then we all went out for a meal that night. And then it was, so it was, to be on holiday with my family was actually gorgeous. Like it was just actually lush because we were all there together. Yeah, you love, like yeah. that's so perfect. Yeah. And then June, okay, <laughs> came to, came in for breakfast the next day. <laughs> And June's like, not morning, not tea or coffee. I've got a list. And so she produces a list that she started. And was right? the list scribbled on the hotel notepad or was it produced pre-written? Now, this is the most hilarious bit. I said, when did you write that, Mum? She went, oh, two or three months ago, right? It was, sure enough, on hotel paper. She'd written it at six o'clock that morning. She had woken up at six and started writing. She is, June is already calling herself M-O-T-B, Mother of the Bride. She's given herself an acronym. That's already happened. Like, do, will she have it after her name? You know, like an MBE. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> June Powell, M-O-T-B. Yeah. Obviously, Slimming World must be investigated in full for both of us. So that's the next step. And um, I'm really surprised how different I feel I feel completely different. Now we're engaged. There's something about it. I can't even describe it, but I feel really different. And I'm just, I'm so happy. I haven't come down. I'm oh. so, so happy. So, I'm yeah. so happy for you. Horsley crew, we're going to have a wedding. 
And you are going to hear probably week on week oh my God. the trials and yeah. tribulations of yeah. Sarah's wedding planning. <laughs> if you do own a wedding planning business that specialises in garish things, <laughs> yeah. I think this could be... Do get in we- charge. Yeah, I we- absolutely love to hear from the you. The ceremony you've been waiting for. Yes. Um, so look, darling, I mean, how, how are you feeling? I, I'm so full of lurgy, it's ridiculous. I actually don't know how I'm functioning. Sarah, she went on holiday for one week and she's come back and I'm like a complete husk. And then tomorrow we're sat by... This is my open case I was supposed <laughs> to pack last week and I've not done it because I opened the case and it smells. So I sprayed it with fragrance and decided <laughs> to let it air out. And I've packed bugger all in it apart from one shirt. I did one shirt, one card. shirt and a card that I'm supposed to open on the plane. Oh, that's very sweet. I know. Um, the guy that I'm seeing has written me a card that says, only open when you're on board your, uh, your flight. That's dreamy. Feels weighty. I hope he's giving me a deposit for something. <laughs> Don't put it in the case, though, love. No, but it's there, so I don't forget it. I yes. just haven't chosen which hand luggage case I'm taking. I can't even begin to imagine the process about you choosing hand luggage. <laughs> oh, it's so tricky. <laughs> like, and flying to Australia is like this whole ordeal. Like, I need at least three sheet masks. I need four outfits. I need changes. I need sprays. I need lotions. I need masks. I need bombs. I need books. <laughs> I need Kindles. I need laptops. I need papers. I probably need a printer. I need something to write my memoirs. <laughs> Actually, let me show you. <laughs> and then the guy that I'm seeing, look, he's called Dutch. You'll always know him as Dutch. Dutch yes. um, gave me a Smithson travel journal for Christmas. Oh, he's so lovely. Can we just take a moment, actually, Portslough crew? Jules is glossing over this, I think, a little bit too much. <laughs> this is such a love to podcast. I know, it's the podcast of love. Jules, as you know, Portsley crew, has been single for a while now. Oh, I've been clawing that damn tank. <laughs> I've been clawing it. I've been through every dating app going. I've tried everything. And now you've met someone. I have. You have, who will be referred to on the podcast. And actually, in real life, we just call him Dutch. Dutch. That's what we call him. And he is, I have met him, Portsley crew, I approve. He is dreamy. And we need we should talk about how you met, actually. We really should, because it was IRL, as the kids it, say. Oh my god, shall we do this? Let's now? do it. Oh my god, okay, fine. It was a cold and wintry day in November. Oh, setting the scene. And um I was working from home, as most freelancers do, and I was like climbing the walls, did not want to leave the house, and I had friends from Norway in town. My Australian friend got in touch. She said the friends from Norway are in town, we have to go for a drink. I said, I don't want to go. I really don't want to go. Please. Please. <laughs> and I said, look, I'll go for one drink. So I left the house, Port Salut crew. I was in a creased wide leg, a t-shirt, <laughs> this like mottled jumper. I didn't even bother to put makeup on. And I like, I had this dirty coat on. And I just went for one drink. I was like, whatever. I get to this hotel, sit down. And I was like, I'll have one drink. And it, like, if I'm having one drink, it's a dry vodka martini with a grapefruit twist. Sure. <laughs> so anyway, I sit down and it was that moment where you feel something burning, like looking at you. You can just like, somebody's looking at me. So I turn around and there is this hot, <laughs> six foot five, blonde haired blue eyed man staring at me and he would not take his eyes off me. So I, I've had situations before where I think they're staring at me, but actually they're either A, looking at someone behind me or B, trying to work out if their contact lens has slipped behind <laughs> yeah. that eyeball. That has actually happened to me. 
So I was like, we'll do a tactical go to the loo. So I went to the loo to see if he'd follow me or if he would carry on sure, focusing. Clever. Yeah. He like he looked and followed me with his eyes. I was like, okay, yeah. perfect. This isn't the bad. He didn't physically follow you, which was a relief. No, well, I, I'd have been glad of it either way. <laughs> glad of the company, darling. Yeah. Um, needs must, you know. Um, <laughs> then. Um, he was with two female colleagues and both of them went to the bathroom together and I was going for dinner afterwards. And so I was like, if he leaves or I go for dinner and I don't give him my number, this is gonna be awful. So I took the bull by the horns and I went over and I've never done this ever in my life, Port Salute crew. And let me tell you, it really pays off for a bit of confidence. And I went over and I just said, hi. And he was all shocked and said, hi. And I basically, I gave him my number and I said, look, you yeah. know, something is here. Let's." Anyway, long story short, he ended up coming for dinner with all of my friends, <laughs> like six of us. We drank all night. We had a great time. All my meetings cancelled the next day, yeah. luckily. Just the one drink. Just the martini with a grapefruit choice. And then, and then, yeah, it's kind of gone from there. And it is. And he's now officially my boyfriend. <laughs> I know. This is the podcast of love. And right at the start of the year, I'm engaged. You're in love. It is just... <gasps> Yeah, it's it's like, it's it's lovely. It is lovely. So yeah, you will have seen that I want to teach myself Dutch. Um, yes. Because I desperately want to be impressive, so I'm using Duolingo at the moment. Oh God, let's hear it. Oh, I can't really, like, it's only <laughs> teaching me little things. But like, they say like, head kinder, which What's means that? like, the children. But he's really impressed <laughs> that I even know that. And then he keeps sending it's like me... like kinder egg. He keeps sending... Yeah, that's what I thought. He keeps sending me texts in Dutch and then I have to, like, translate them. That's really clever. Yeah, he's really impressed, actually, at how great <laughs> I am. Oh, look at this. <laughs> well, look, shall we do a bit of correspondence? Oh, my God, yes. Actually, correspondence-wise, if you want to send Sarah congratulations oh, on her engagement... that would be lovely. Let's get these cards coming in. Yeah, engagement cards. I'm very, very interested. Now... Um, you may remember Portslough crew. I forgot the Christmas cards when we recorded the Christmas podcast. So here potentially are a few now. Uh, I have got a lovely burgundy envelope here that actually I think my um, school blazer was that colour. Oh really? Uh, I haven't worn burgundy since. It wasn't my colour then and it's not now. Um, to Jules and Sarah, Merry Christmas to you both. Hope you both have a great Christmas. Lovely. Yes. You bring so much joy to everyone with your podcast <laughs> um, and social media. It's nice to be part of one big family. Love, Jodie. Gorgeous, Jodie. Happy Christmas. Thank you so much. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Jodie. Is that a Robin on the front of that card? It is a Robin. Oh, look at him there. So sorry it's taken us so long to read look, these out. It is all my fault and I'm so it sorry. It is your fault. Now this, I mean, you should be opening this really because this has come from... Deutschland. Deutschland stamp. That's Germany. I know, but it's sort of the same, isn't it? It's got the word Dutch it's almost It's over the in channel. It. Now, and it's an M&S card. M&S really uh, reaching out there. Oh. This is, n now look, this is a polar bear crawling along and it says magic is waiting. Right, it's obviously about our, my engagement and your Dutch. Dearest Jules and Sarah, sending you this Christmas card from Germany. I'm imagining you reading this in a ridiculous German accent. <clears throat> and I love it. <laughs> no, the German is the like German that. Is like yeah. this. My dad is originally from London and I love listening to the podcast. Why are you going French? <laughs> I don't know. You Give finish it. it. You finish Give it, it here. here. <laughs> I'm so rubbish. And I am imagining you reading this in a ridiculous German accent. And I love it. My dad is originally from London and I love listening to the podcast. 
It feels like a piece of England is here with me. Oh. I am currently going through a rough patch in my life and I'm so grateful uh, for some love and laughter from you two. And cannot wait to see what the future holds for you two. Stay as gorgeous as always. Lots of love, Lisa. Oh, Lisa! P.S. Jules, I know how you feel about Christmas, so please don't hate me for the choice of card. Oh, bless her. Bless her. Bless her. Now, we have had... A little package. That's divine. A little package here that's come all the way from Redwood City, California. Shut up. Shut. Shut up. up. Be careful how you open that. Sometimes okay, things sorry. fall out. In fact, <laughs> what, like, like, like luckage overhead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. The, the woman above me put my luggage in the luggage overhead on the train back from the north today and yeah. spilled all my change everywhere. Oh my god! I have to stand on the train table and reach over and collect <laughs> oh, everything. Darling. I'm glad I've got nice shoes on. So, this is a little package. Oh, now there's gifts. There's oh my god, it's our magnet! I think it is! And there's one for me. Oh, San Francisco sourdough! Oh my god. Oh my god, it's a magnet of a baguette. It is a... I, I oh no, it stays in there. Does it stay? I think yeah, it stays in there. It stays in there. A San Francisco sourdough and it is sealed in the little packet. That is everything. And actually, I could nibble the end of that. That's a little bit too realistic. God, that's so incredible. God, that is. Oh, and we've got a letter. We've got, now we love a letter. Dear Jules and Sarah. That's beautiful, babe. <laughs> Thanks, darling. Happy Christmas. I'm so excited seeing this lovely thing you've created grow in such a warm and nonsensical way. That's beautiful. I truly love being part of the Port Salou crew. All my love, Sarah Damasque. What a surname. P.S. I've included some magnets from my home. Big city for you to enjoy. Merry Christmas. You know, Sarah actually, I think, slid into my DMs and asked me what Harry Potter house I'd be. And I actually oh. forgot to reply. I don't think I'm brave enough to be in Gryffindor. So I always say I'd be in Ravenclaw because they're just a bit cooler. Fine, sure. So I'd always say Ravenclaw. So you'll find Jules in Ravenclaw just if you're looking <laughs> for it. Just in case anybody what? is asking. <laughs> this is absolutely... What house would you be in? God, I haven't got a clue. Come in Ravenclaw with me. All right, fine, I'll come in. I'll come okay, in. great. <laughs> we absolutely love you getting in touch. You can do so anytime. I am at this Sarah Powell. And I'm at Jules Von Hurt. But the best way is the Jules and Sarah Instagram. Slide in. Jules and Sarah podcast. Find us there. Come on in. We'd love to have you. Now, how is Sheila? Sheila has been to the cinema. <laughs> What, so, an, what an event! <laughs> Sheila, um, it's been a bit tricky because I'm flying to Oz mm -hmm. tomorrow. Um, I've been shooting really important stuff for work this week, so it's been quite difficult to try and get time into calm. So yeah. I messaged her and I was like, this is my diary, da la 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 I've got 10 minutes on Tuesday morning at about 10 past 8, if you could slot it. It was exactly that. So anyway, she was <laughs> like, well, I'm going to the cinema and then blah, 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 blah. I can't remember what she said. Anyway, I caught up with her, managed to catch up with her in the car, like, for 10 minutes. Yeah. The other day, she was like, <laughs> We had an awful trip to the cinema. Oh no, that she, sticky carpet's not for Sheila. Some girl next to her ate the whole way through, oh, and mum no. said it was a bad choice of food. She said it was popcorn followed by cornflake tarts. Oh god. Followed by crisps in rustly bags. No. She said she she would have been much happier if she'd picked marshmallows. Yes. And she said, why couldn't she pick a cinema etiquette food? She said she ruined the film for months. What mom. a shame. Did she say anything? Of course not. No, she didn't say a thing. I said, why didn't you just get up and move? Yeah. Mum was like, 
It's new, like it's a tiny cinema. There's no, there's not many spaces. To be okay. fair, I have been to the cinema. There's yeah. like forty seats. You stand up and nobody can see. Yeah. <laughs> there's nobody behind you. It's and there's blocked. one screening a day. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, yeah. it's really like difficult. <laughs> and the chances are that Mum probably knew her. Do you remember? those little um, washing bags that you used to get. They were like, they were like little drawstring bags, fabric, and you'd put your tablets in. You still in. can buy them now. Yeah, I think you can. Oh. June used to put sweets in those for us and we would take those into the cinema because they never made a noise because they wouldn't rustle the bag at all. But you know what the best food to eat in a cinema is? Baby Bell. Baby Bell. If you take the wrapper off before you go in, silent wax. The si- you couldn't make a noise if you wanted to. The silent wax peeling off, pop it in. You can you can enjoy yourself. You can devour it. I once really messed up in a cinema where we would. Cause I was like to take a bottle of wine in, and yeah, I knocked yes. over a bottle of wine mm. and glasses oh, in happens. the middle of a film. Oh, in it the was dark. so bad. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, literally, and you can hear it glug 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 glug. glug. <laughs> I was like, oh no, soaking into the carpet. The best thing about that carpet is it wouldn't show. <laughs> They'll never know. You could pour anything in. It's like that rug that June used to have. Do you remember? You could spill anything on it. Just soaked it in. It's like the carpets that they have on QVC. Right. And you just throw them on and it soaks oh, yes. it in it's magic just spray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How's God. June? Well, apart from being MOTB, June is June was very good value on holiday. She was really good. One night we stayed up late and the boys were putting music on and they kept putting Jamiroquai on. Like Jamiroquai just kept coming on and on. And June just turned around and went, Is this Jamiroquai again? He's a nuisance. <laughs> and she went, he's always singing in the same key. Like this, always fair, F major it. every single time. She was sick of it. Well, but she we... got her sounding fork out. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, oh God, not again, Jamiroquai and F major. But we got, we really wanted to play Trivial Pursuits. So we asked if they what? could, get, we really wanted to what? play it while we were on holiday as a family. So while we were there, we asked if they could, if they had one, you know, at the resort that we could use. And they got us one, but it was the American version because we were in the Caribbean. So it was American Trivial Pursuit. We were hopeless. It's Antigua in the Caribbean. Yeah, cool. Antigua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I believe. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> and June. June couldn't get into it. The questions were too difficult. They were all about presidents and about Saturday Night Live and we just didn't know anything. And then she said at the end, we gave up halfway through and she just said at the end, she went, oh, I'd hate to be American having to play that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah, it was a terrific holiday. With June. There was a moment, actually, one of the questions was about Megan Trainer, all about all about that face but my brother who was asking it was like who had the hit who had a hit with all about that bass <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like that's what we should call rick it from Stein. now on yeah rick Stein. <laughs> a big uh, british fish uh, <laughs> chef portslough crew if you're not familiar shall we do news from the north yes let's okay so mine comes from the newark advertiser.co.uk Newark's thinnest house. <laughs> Origins continue to puzzle historians. <laughs> Already phenomenal. An investigation is underway to solve the mystery of how one of Newark's most curious buildings yes. um, came into existence. Miss Patty Temple. Just 
incredible. The curator of Newark Town Hall Museum and Art Gallery is appealing to anyone who might know more about the history of Newark's thinnest house to come forward. <laughs> Do you know anything? I have to read this slowly because A, I'm off my head on strepsils, <laughs> but B, I can't get my head around this piece. It's so amazing. It, I'm interested to know why they're only suddenly interested now. Because she's finding something to do. Right, I see. Yes, fine. Visitors to the marketplace could be forgiven for not noticing the unassuming building because it is only six foot gins wide. I presume that's an industry term that for how you describe the width of a house. Gins. That's amazing. Bottles of gin, surely. <laughs> Sandwiched between Newark Town Hall and the NatWest branch, at first glance it looks like an annex of the bank. Many people who spot the building ask Mrs Temple or one of her volunteer guides about its origin. Unfortunately, the answers are limited because little is known about the history of the three-storey building. The thinnest house... She's not gone very far. The, the thinnest house, which is also known as the Little House, was at some point incorporated into the town hall. Mm. But when that happened and the reason why has remained a mystery despite extensive efforts to find out. While it is not known when the house was built, it is believed to predate the town hall. The house is thought to have been part of a group of Georgian buildings, probably shops, that gradually made way for the expansion of the bank and town hall. The central part of the town hall, including its balcony and columns, was built in 1776 by John Carr of York. Oh, yes. now she has uncovered some things. This, this has got a ring for you and I. The North Wing. Nice. <laughs> which was on the right <laughs> side of the town hall as viewed from the marketplace, was built at the same time and was originally a townhouse. A pen and ink drawing by Edward Eyre, Edward Eyre in 1776. <laughs> I think I prefer Ed, preferred Edward Eyre. <laughs> by Edward Eyre in 1776, which can be seen in the town hall, shows the buildings at the stage. Anyway, we progress through. There's lots of different illustrations. Oh, I can imagine. Of Patty. Hang on, I've just caught something. Let me get to these quotes. Mrs. Temple said descendants of the perfect family visited the town hall last year. They were interested in everything we had to tell them, she said. The family told Mrs. Temple their ancestors learned the printing trade from John Ridge, who printed the works of poet Lord Byron. Every so often people come in and give me a nugget of information, and that is brilliant, said <laughs> Mrs. Temple. There is still great mystery about the town hall and its development, she said. Um, in the 1970s, the thinnest house had perhaps its most famous visitor. Oh! Princess Anne, Princess Royal, no. was in town to open Southfield House on Millgate, which she provided sheltered accommodation for the elderly. She visited the thinnest house to collect money raised for Save the Children, of which she was in person. I'm not laughing at that bit, I'm laughing at this bit. A toilet was fitted in the thinnest house. A toilet was fitted. Why is it? <laughs> in the thinnest house for her visit. <laughs> Princess Anne's coming. We'll have to put a loo in. Oh yeah, God, what if she needs an emergency wee? We'll have to sort this out quick. It's just an incredible piece. I think I have actually seen this house. It's it phenomenal. is very thin. Do you want to see how thin yes, it is? Yes, I'd love to see how thin it is. Now that is thin. That is very, very thin, isn't it? I don't think you could even get a sofa. How would you move in? Pickfords would have a quote to do on that, <laughs> they wouldn't, do, they? wouldn't they? Mm, I don't know about this. So mine comes from the good old Macclesfield Express. Great. 
Mac Writer aims to bring back town's silk history with a new book. An avid silk scene collector is trying to bring the town's history back to life. Gillian Burke, 59 from Macclesfield, has released a book, Macclesfield Silk Pictures, focusing on scenes of the town's landmark and events. A travel writer by trade, the grandmother's interest in silk dates back more than 20 years when she attended an antiques auction. The former Macclesfield High pupil says it was back then that she fell in love with the art. She said, my reconnection with my Macclesfield roots began when I attended an antique auction in Penzance one New Year's Day. Clearly, I was the only person in the crowded auction room to recognise the jewel colours and woven images of Galsworth Rectory and the Unitarian Chapel. Inspired to look deeper, Gillian returned to her hometown and visited Paradise Mill on Park Lane, which dates back to the 1860s. Very popular for a school trip if you live in Cheshire, I'm just saying. With her interest well and truly piqued, she was surprised to find very little written about the topic, so decided to do it herself. Grandmother oh, of four, yes. Gillian, said, I visited the Silk Museum and Paradise Mill back in summer 2015 and was fascinated by the guided <laughs> tour. I bought all the information about Mac Silk pictures, which was not much, and I realised <laughs> that I knew far more about them than anything currently published. I started to write it down for my own benefit, and after two years, the book was born. It wrote itself, didn't it? Each, each chapter centres on different woven or printed scene, with the oldest dating back to 1851. This no, book together. sounds like a fascinating read. It does, doesn't it? Gillian gripped. <laughs> Gillian, Gillian says that it was then the town's heritage began to fade away. She added Macclesfield's silk industry pretty much died with the closure of BWA in 1992. The generation of past workers were also passing away and there is little written record of the personal stories now told by the children as hearsay and memories. I wanted to reawaken an appreciation of the uniqueness of Macclesfield silk history. I am driven by the fear that so much will be lost as the generations move on and those with first-hand knowledge of the silk industry pass away. This book just tickles the surface with those fascinating stories. So that is Gillian's book, um, which I Gillian mean, sure, would get on with Patty Temple. Absolutely. A small house, silk woven, gorgeous. <laughs> That's Friends it. for life That's right it. there. Do you want to play Would You Rather? Yes, please. Would you rather, Jules, never eat again and be perfectly fine or never sleep again and be perfectly fine. Never sleep again and be perfectly fine. Oh, really? Like a vampire. Yeah. And a vampire, I've always thought I'd be a good vampire. Apart from five, you kind of have to eat a human being, which I don't yeah, even eat meat. Yeah, that's a shame. I struggle with a prawn. <laughs> I struggle with a prawn. <laughs> Can you imagine me if they turned me into a vampire and then I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> meat darling no have you got a quinoa no I'd, I'd have to be like the twilight you know they, yeah. because they have like pig's blood and stuff don't they but imagine how much you would get done imagine how much you could get done I just like if the idea I like the idea of sleeping upside down <laughs> <laughs> also having the skin that just is like this luminosity this like incredible iridescence yeah. to it <laughs> what death <laughs> yeah. no i i've always believed that i would be an, like an immaculate vampire yeah you know when they're like i've lived for 976 years i look great in black yeah drapes suit me i can do a solid brow the contour <laughs> would be fine i would give look 
I would accept <laughs> that I couldn't tan because I was dead, but I'd yeah. embrace the pale. You can travel the world. You can see everything. Absolutely. You see I the would... lot. Oh, wait. We haven't said that I'd live forever. I just wouldn't uh, ever sleep. Okay, yes. I mean, it's not actually technically a vampire question. It's more about sleeping or eating. I couldn't give up eating. No, I fine. could not give up eating. Yeah. Could you give up eating? No, of course not. Exactly. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I but, can't give up eating for half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so it's got to be the sleeping. You're going with it's never sleep God, again. God, your eyes would be fine. so dry though, wouldn't they? You'd, yeah. have to, you'd have to be dropping on the hour every you'd have hour. To, you'd be able to close your eyes. You could be able to rest your eyes, but not sleep. But it wouldn't bother you. Yeah, it wouldn't trouble you at all. God, God. it'd be great, wouldn't it? You would literally, you'd be seeing, you'd be like Bill Gates. Yeah, you, <laughs> you would. <laughs> I was going to say Oprah. Um, we absolutely adore you for listening. Thank you. Um, we love you getting in touch. I am at this Sarah Powell. And I'm at Jules Van Hep. Uh The address, should you wish to write to us, is... The Port Salou Crew HQ. P.O. Box 6647 London. MW. 5. 9G. H. Do get in touch. We always finish on Jules's word or affirmation of the week. What have you gone for? I've gone for word this week. Lovely. What is it? Cyberite. And what does it mean? A person who is self-indulgent in their fondness for sensuous luxury. Well, darling. I know. I read it in a book. And the, the woman who was writing the book said it about a woman that had too many candles. She was like, she, this cyberite personality of hers. And I was like, what's that? What? Clicked it on my Kindle. It told me what Lovely. it was. I was like, she's describing me. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> we absolutely, we adore you for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Couldn't get any higher than that, mate. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.